This podcast is made possible by thousands of dedicated listeners just like you. Be a part of this powerful three-decade legacy of evangelization by visiting materdayradio.com or downloading the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for joining us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. What is your next mission from God? We all have one. God has something in mind for us right where we are. Welcome to Your Next Mission from God with Julian Durko, where the saints show us how it's done. They've been through it, and sometimes they even got it wrong before they got it right. Based on Julie's book, Discover Your Next Mission from God, Saints Who Found God's Will and How You Can Too, Julie shares unique stories from the lives of the saints to show how they searched for and discovered God's will for their lives. Can you think of anything that would just strike terror in your heart? Like, grab your kids and run for the hills. In the Roman Empire, in the 5th century, what struck fear in the hearts and the people was a man and his army, Attila the Hun, and his huge army of 300 to 700,000 men with war horses and everything. And they, they were ruthless, brutal. They were obviously not Christian, didn't understand empathy, kindness, anything. There was uh, uh, rape, pillage, plunder, utter destruction. These, this, uh, this man, Attila the Hun, and his army were the most feared in the Roman Empire in that era of time. But there were a couple of saints that dealt with Attila the Hun. Most of us are familiar with St. Pope Leo I, and he's also called Pope Leo the Great. And he is a doctor of the church. Pope Leo was an interesting man. He was fearless. And he is known not just for his spiritual courage, but for defending the identity of Christ and really taking upon himself his position as Pope to be that that spiritual authority on the earth. Attila the Hun and his army are on their way to Rome. They have left destruction and death in their wake everywhere they went. And Pope Leo, he knows that they're coming. History tells us that Attila is boasting about conquering Rome, making it a gift to his bride, a dowry of sorts. And Rome is waiting in terror. There's no defense. They don't know what to do. The Eternal City is going to be lost. There's no one who, there's no legions, tribunes, senators, or citizens. There's, there's really nothing to be done except what gets done by Pope Leo, the Bishop of Rome. Pope Leo travels to meet Attila. He, he goes over uh, mountains and comes to a river where his troops are encamped. So there was a little bit of a journey involved with him going. And he goes with the authority of God. You have to think about this. Pope Leo is very aware of the spiritual realities in spite of the physical realities of what's happening with Attila the Hun. Pope Leo actually threatens Attila 
with the power from St. Peter, the Prince of the Apostles. This is evidence of Pope Leo's mystical side. I mean, he had to have a mystical side. It's not just faith. It's knowing and knowing what to do. You know, the Holy Spirit working through him. So he, he you know, he threatens him. And that just may seem from the outside looking in, what a silly thing. Here's this man. He's by himself. He's defenseless. There's a whole army. There's a Tilo the Hun, the worst by barbarian uh, king in history, maybe. And he's threatening him because he knows who he is in Christ, what his position is on this earth, and that he was put here for a reason, not just to defend the faith, which he did tirelessly. We have his writings, but he knows who he is as far as the authority. And he tells Attila to turn back and leave. And what does Attila do? He gives up Rome after all his boasting. You know, it was supposed to be a dowry for his his bride. Everyone knows what he has in mind. And he turns around and leaves. Later, we find out from one of Attila's servants who tells the story, because this was odd. No one expected it. I mean, Attila was full of pride. This would have been humiliating after all his boasting, and he boasted big about Rome and made lots of promises and made commitments to the family of his future bride. The story of his servant kind of clears it up and lets us know what happens. This chief of his said that while the Pope was speaking, Attila became afraid because there appeared in the air above the Pope's head a figure dressed like a priest. And this figure was holding in his hand a drawn sword, which was ready to kill Attila. So this was a supernatural vision. It's not something that he could fight against. It's like fighting a ghost, I guess. You know, you wouldn't be able to even if you had a gun, right? So he consented to do what Pope Leo asked. And then it's revealed later, and I'm not sure by who, but probably by Pope Leo, that the figure was St. Peter himself. But even so, what faith it took to go and do what Pope Leo did. I think that we all have things that we're afraid of in our life that strike fear in our hearts. It could be a diagnosis that would send terror to the to our depths or something for our children or someone we love or Christians nowadays in China, Christians in the Middle East, Christians in the Ukraine, they've got some situations that would strike terror of being found out if they're in hiding and things like that. There are some very risky situations going on. There have been for Christians ever since the time of Christ. While striking terror terror in our hearts could not be quite so direct, it could be just looking at the future, the exponential loss of Western civilization. It may not be that it's conquered by an invasion, but that it's an invasion of evil and a and a crumbling of Western civilization and thinking, oh, my children, my grandchildren, my great-grandchildren, what will the world be like? There's a lot of different things that can send us in terror. And we need to ask Pope Leo to help us because he was very sure of what he was to do. And let me tell you, friends, we were all put at this place and this time in history for a reason. This is the best time for us to affect God's kingdom on this earth. What is God asking of us at this day and time? We know what he was asking of Pope Leo 
And now we're going to hear what he was asking of another saint who had to deal with Attila the Hun, and that was Saint Genevieve. She was from, from France. Her situation, well, she was a young girl, and when the bishop came traveling through, he recognized her holiness, her piety. He gave her a cross to wear and encouraged her now you wear this cross instead of wearing bracelets and jewelry so that you're not tempted by vanity. She consecrated herself the next day with that bishop in his presence. And she lived this very holy life that was in some ways in her state in life and in her area. She ends up moving to Paris when her parents died to live with her grandmother. And she is given the task of helping other nuns to grow in holiness and keep up their commitment of consecration to the Lord. It's a different time in history. It's not where there's convents and things for, for, for women who consecrate to go. They, they still live with their families, at least in her situation. She had an influence with the leaders and those who had conquered her area. And she ex exerted her Influence. This influence comes from doing what Jesus wants, not doing it for the wrong reasons, being his servant, and the confidence that comes from being aware of the spiritual realities, like Pope Leo was. He was aware of the, per of the spiritual realities, that Jesus Christ is the king, that St. Peter is uh, his vicar on earth, and that he was holding that office. The same thing with Genevieve. She was very confident. One of the things that's notable about St. Genevieve is that she was receiving visions and heavenly messages. When she had these visions and she spoke boldly about what the Lord was asking of her, she was criticized. People said she was delusional and they didn't want to listen to her. But the bishop, he defended her and he put that all to rest and so that people could have confidence in her. Interesting about Genevieve and Attila the Hun, he was on the march to Paris. And because she was a mystic, and because the Lord had told her and revealed to her, do not be afraid, he's not coming. The people were running, they wanted to leave. And she told them, don't leave, he's not coming. Stand firm, and they did. And he just changed his mind. And we may not know, like Pope Leo, why he changed his mind, but I wonder, I wonder if there wasn't some angel standing in his way, barring his way. I mean, obviously, supernatural things were happening with these, with these saints. Who knows what happened? But she was sure he wouldn't come to Paris, and he didn't. There was a, the, the king of Gaul, Childeric, who took over Paris. She had an influence over him. And when there was a famine and a need, she had him bring back several boats of full of corn for the people. Also, there were several prisoners that she asked be released, and he did it for her. And she also had an effect on, on King Clovis, who also came to her for advice and did release even more prisoners. So she just was a great woman of faith, whether it was tending people and feeding them or or spiritual advice for her nuns. And she lived a long time. She lived till she was 89 years old. She was faithful to an old age, affecting her sphere of influence and her area of the world until she died an old woman. And then after she died, 
there were miracles upon miracles that proved that she was a saint, you know, a saint to go to. Genevieve, even though her time was the fourth century and then a little bit into the fifth century when she died, I believe that she is a saint for our times. We lose a connection sometimes with these very early saints. We could call her a mother of the church. You know, we've got the fathers of the church. Her time is the mother of the church. Just because we don't have their writings or we have as much about them, we can look at their lives and their faith and the miracles early on in history to know that they are a saint for our time. This is an age where we're in a new apostolic age where the age of Christendom is over. We're the minority again. And so I think it's good to tap into these early church saints uh, in their apostolic age and draw strength from them and draw help from them and then pray to the Lord. This is my time in history. What is it that I'm supposed to be doing? Am I on a sick bed and my suffering is adding exponentially to the spread of the mission of Jesus and the salvation of souls is my mission to actually get active and do something speak out is my mission to help my neighbor whatever it is we have no idea we could be helping somebody or influence somebody let's say you're a teacher and you influence somebody and they're the next St. Francis or the next Mother Teresa. You don't know the exponential effect of our yes to God. So like Pope Leo the Great and like St. Genevieve, both from the early church, the fourth century, their yes was varied, was needed, and God used their yes. And I say in this day and time, Let's pray and give our yes to God and wait expectantly for him to answer and it'll be one, one mission right after another because he's got so much for us to do. And for each of us, it'll be hand in glove, tailor-made. And when that thing that comes to us that strikes fear in our hearts like Attila the Hun did in the hearts of the people, when we come across that, we will be equipped and we will have the assurance like they did have courage, say yes to our Lord, ask Our Lady to give a yes that's complete, no matter what it means, and we will see God work. It has been my pleasure to share these two saints with you today. Pray with me. Jesus, Mary, Joseph, we love you. You've been listening to Your Next Mission from God with Julie Omdurko, produced at the studios of Mater Dei Radio in Portland, Oregon. To listen to this podcast, visit materdayradio.com. To find out more about Julie's book, Discover Your Next Mission from God, Saints Who Found God's Will and How You Can Too, or if you're in need of a Catholic speaker for a parish mission, retreat, conference, or event, visit catholicfinishstrong.org. That's catholicfinishstrong.org. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider sharing it with a friend. You can support this vital mission of evangelization through MaterDayRadio.com or the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for helping us lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.